Takes is a podcast from BCA Research, informing investors with straightforward, actionable analysis of macro and market events. Hi there, and welcome to the Quick Takes podcast. I'm your host, Rakaya Ibrahim, strategist at BCA Research. The Fed's latest quarter point rate hike at its meeting earlier this week brings the full magnitude of the rate increases to five percentage points since the start of the tightening cycle last March. This makes the current tightening cycle the second most aggressive in history after only 1980. But at the Fed's meeting this past Wednesday, Chair Powell revealed that the tightening process is likely coming to an end. He signaled that depending on how the economy evolves over the coming months, the Fed may or may not raise interest rates further. Powell also stated that if inflation progresses in line with the Fed's forecast, then policymakers will not be cutting interest rates in 2023. Yet investors still responded to the Fed's communication by reinforcing bets that the Fed funds rate will end the year lower. So this week, I spoke to my colleague Davil Joshi to get his take on current Fed policy, the policy outlook, and the lessons from the inflationary period of the 1970s and 80s. Davil heads BCA's CounterPoint service. Hi, Davil. Welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you on today. Thanks, Rakaya. Always great to chat. So, Davil, what's interesting is that even though we are in the midst of the most inflationary episode since the 1980s, long-term inflation expectations have not broken out. Why do you think inflation expectations have remained well anchored? And do you think that it suggests that economic agents and market participants have faith in the Fed's ability to bring down inflation? No, um, and this is a bit of a misunderstanding because we have to ask what is it that's driving inflation expectations? And the biggest component of these long-term expectations is the long-term history of inflation, basically the last 10 years of inflation. And we have to bear in mind that the inflationary episode that we're going through now has only been the last two years. So the previous eight years had very, very low inflation. In fact, you know, in some senses, you were quite close to deflation from time to time. So we've got eight years of very low numbers, two years of high numbers. So overall, the skew towards the low numbers is keeping those expectations down. And the problem here is that, you know, if we keep inflation high, then that proportion of low number versus high number is going to change gradually. And those expectations is going to get higher and higher and higher and become unanchored. And that's really a big danger that people haven't really thought about. And this is one of the reasons why we have to pull down inflation to below the level of expectations as soon as possible. Right. And on this front, as I mentioned, the last time the U.S. faced this extreme inflationary pressures was in the 1970s and 1980s, during which inflation hit double digits. So monetary policy during that period was characterized by several failed attempts to slay inflation, first under Fed Chair Arthur Burns and then later under Paul Volcker, who ultimately did succeed in bringing inflation down. So based on uh, an examination of that period, what do you think are the key lessons that we can learn from that? Yeah, so um, again, what we have to look at is where is inflation relative to inflation expectations? And mathematically, the inflation rate has to drop below wherever expectations are for those expectations to start to fall. Because, you know, you have to go, in a way, think about it, if you go below the average, the average is going to start to drift lower. If you stay above the average, the average is going to keep moving higher. 
And the big mistake in 1970 and in 1974 and in 1980 was that inflation did come down, but it did not break significantly below the average, the average being expected inflation. And because you didn't break below that average, that average number or expected inflation just kept trending higher and higher and higher. And it was only after the very severe recession, which started in 1981, that you know, the, the inflation went way below that sort of average number and started pulling down inflation expectations finally. And that was after sort of a, a long period of over you know, maybe a decade when those expectations were rising. So that is really the important lesson for today. We have to pull inflation below where expected inflation is right now, which is around sort of two and a half percent. So there's still a long way to go before we can relax. And the other really important lesson is therefore you cannot cut rates too quickly. You have to cut rates only when inflation is falling very, very sharply to below the expectation level. And what they did wrong in 1970, 1974 and 1980 was they cut rates much, much too soon. And that's why inflation was never conquered. Well, it wasn't conquered until the second attempt by Paul Volcker in 1981. So that's really the, the very important lessons to learn. Right, and if we bring the conversation forward to today at the FOMC meeting on Wednesday, the Fed hinted that it may be done with the rate hike cycle. Now, according to the U.S. interest rates curve, investors expect the pause to be relatively short lived and they expect the Fed to quickly pivot to easing policy in the second half of this year. So given what you've just said about how inflation expectations evolve and the lessons from the 70s and 80s, how likely do you think it is that the Fed pivots to cutting rates later this year? Well, um, as I say, in 1981, they didn't pivot until well after the recession started. And that's what actually won the battle. So in a way, if that's the, if that's the template, you know, the second Volcker attempt to conquer inflation worked, then you have to wait quite a long time to start cutting rates, certainly after the recession starts. And in that case, the front end of the curve is a bit too dovish because it's expecting cuts really by the end of this year or even you know, sooner than that, maybe even in Q3. So maybe that front end is um, a little bit sort of too dovish on, the, on when the rate cuts are going to come through, unless, of course, there is a big sort of catastrophe in the financial system, which you know, makes the recession come really quick and really viciously. That will be the only situation in which, yes, the Fed does have to cut very, very aggressively and, and quickly. If not, as I said, the front end is a little bit too dovishly priced. But conversely, the back end is not enough dovishly priced because what will then happen, as it happened in 19, sort of 81, 82, was you end into quite a severe recession requiring very, very aggressive rate cutting. So by the end of 2024, rates have to be considerably lower than they are today and is, and is being priced in the Fed funds curve. So you talk about the front end and the back end of the curves being mispriced. And I mean, your publication is after all titled Counterpoint. So I have to ask, what else do you see as the biggest mispricing in financial markets today? Yeah, so to reiterate the back end of the curve, so I'm saying the, 20, 20, you know, the 2024, let's say December 2024, which is pricing in modest cuts in rates from where we are today, that's wrongly priced. It's going to be much more aggressive than that. Uh, as I say, what is exactly what happened in sort of 1982. We had very, very deep cuts coming through. The other mispricing, I think, is, is the crude oil price, the crude oil market, because in a recession, um, you're going to see a, a big further drop in the price based on demand expectations being much, much too bullish right now because the market is still pricing 2 million barrels a day of extra demand. 
in a recession which is centered in the US, but also potentially in other developed economies like Euro area, UK, and so on. And also when China is not generating the same level of growth as it has in the past few years, you will it's very, very difficult to get that two million barrels of extra demand that's being priced in the market. So I think that you know oil is going to continue to edge lower. Uh, and my target is closer to the sort of sub $60 mark, price target around $55 in a recession scenario. Right. Well, we had Bob on uh, a few weeks ago. And of course, as you know, he's a lot more bullish than you are about the oil outlook. So, you know, listeners that are interested in hearing the other point of view on that can go back and listen to that episode. Thanks a lot for your time today, Davil. It was a pleasure having you on the podcast. It was a pleasure participating. Thanks very much, Rukaya. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Quick Takes podcast. We'll be bringing you weekly quick takes with BCA strategists on a range of macro and market topics. Stay tuned for next week's episode.